This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Live on Twitch, live on YouTube.com slash ESPN1320. We're live on Facebook as well, Twitter, uh, wherever you are. If you're on Facebook, hit the subscribe button, please. You can catch up uh, with the show. Even if you're listening on the radio, go check us out later, ESPN1320.com. We started posting some uh, video clips from our Corners of the Culture uh, podcast, which is available wherever you get podcasts from. Check out J Street Vibes. There's a lot more content uh, outside of what you get uh, here from 12 to 4 on D-Lo and KC. So uh, check out the various podcasts uh, and check out our YouTube channel as well. Without John Morant, the Grizzlies were looking good for a big chunk of the game. I think they scored somewhere around 100 points in the third quarter <laughs> against the Clippers, and boy, they were they were losing it. Like There were Russell Westbrook jokes. Mm. There were Clippers jokes. There were Steve Ballmer jokes. And then about eight minutes or so left in the game, the whole thing shifted. The Clippers mm. went on a 17-0 run. Uh, they wound up outscoring. They wound up outscoring Memphis twenty four to two over like a seven or so minute stretch leading down mm. to the final ninety seconds, uh, and the Clippers get their first win uh, in the Russell Westbrook, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George era. Kind of settled the ship down a little bit. You heard Paul George post game talking to Lisa Salters and talking about urgency, uh, the the urgency of the moment yeah. uh, seeped in for them there uh, in the fourth quarter, but. More importantly to us, that win by the Clippers kept the Memphis Grizzlies just one game ahead of Sacramento mm. uh, for the two spot in the Western Conference. I forgot who it was. I, I wish I could pull it up real quick, but um, somebody tweeted us uh, yesterday a little bit of a weekend who he root for situation, mm. and he talked about how you look at three games today, uh, Phoenix versus Dallas, Warriors, Lakers, and Grizzlies, Clippers. Yeah. Best case scenario, Mavericks win, Lakers win, Clippers win. We didn't get the Mavericks win, but we got two out of the three mm. for the Kings. And, you know, I looked at that game with the Clippers. I was watching it. They were up like 13, mm -hmm. you know, during that game. And then I I literally like walked away for a quick second in the third quarter. I come back, it's like 112.99. I said, mm -hmm. how did we get here? Mm -hmm. um, but – the Clippers, I, I was talking to my man last night, and I know it's looked crazy, you know, since Russ got there and since the All-Star break. I still – But it hasn't. Like, that's the thing. Well, it wins hasn't and losses, and they, they, lost, they lost five. That's all it is. I, I get what you're saying because all the games have been close. Um, but I, I, still, I still look at this team as a conference finals team, potentially an NBA finals team. I need to see more. I f something's off, and I don't know what – I'm hung up on something. That's, that's, that's admittedly what it is. I'm hung up on something. I'm hung up on Kawhi and Paul George. I feel like those two have different approaches to the season. It's so funny. It reminds me of 
Paul George was with the Clippers in the bubble, right? Yep. And Paul that's said when they called him Pandemic P. That's right. That's right. <sighs> that was not fair. Well, wasn't didn't Paul George say I'm pretty sure it was that pandemic one. I guess it could have been the year after, but I think it was the 2021 where he said, um, uh, it's, it's cool. We weren't, it wasn't championship or bust. It was that year. It was in the bubble. Okay. Okay. So it's good to see he's changed his mentality a little bit. Cause I remember being so dumbfounded by that remark. Like it wasn't, well, what is y'all golden? Because Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, in the trade you guys just executed, like we talk about the Minnesota Timberwolves all the time. Minnesota, good for them for getting the win over the weekend against Sacramento. Their goal isn't to be exactly where they were last year after the move that they've made. They have to try to ascend. They have to get into this postseason, and they have to try to ascend in the postseason. Mm-hmm. Look at that, Paul George, like your goal, like it wasn't championship or bust. Well, I understood what he was saying. At least I believe I understood what he was saying. That season was championship or bust. But every season they're together is championship or bust. But what I what I think he meant by that is this one year wasn't, and this is what I took from it. This one year wasn't championship. Oh, we didn't get it. It's a failure. Blow this thing up. He's like, we got, we're gonna be here. Like we're here. If we don't win a championship this year, we're gonna come back and be champions and contenders the next year. And the next year and the next year. That's what I took from it. Mm. Not that, you know, we were just trying to get past the first round. Well, no, I don't I don't think that I don't I don't think he felt that way either. But mm. I, I got the impression he was like, oh, we get here, growth, get time together, and yeah, maybe we'll be back next year. Like, no, that's not how anyone viewed you. Mm. Kawhi Leonard and Paul George on a good Clippers team. Mm. Point being is I appreciate that I don't feel like he's thinking that right now. Mm -hmm. Like he has a, to stick with his thing, there's a sense of urgency with Paul George. He was balling last night. My fear is, though, it's with Paul George. See, I don't think, and you think Kawhi. Well, Kawhi Kawhi is Kawhi. You see Kawhi turn it on yesterday in that fourth quarter? I I did. I I saw Kawhi turn it on in the third quarter against Sacramento. (laughs) But. Like, I don't need a reminder of what Kawhi Leonard can do. I just thought the first time we had heard Paul George talk about a sense of urgency, Kawhi Leonard was talking about, oh, we're going to stay the course. We're fine. I'm not playing tomorrow night. <laughs> yeah. It's no big. Like, and, 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 and to me, that it, again, it's not a question of what Kawhi can do on the court. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, that, that, that's unquestionable. It's like that felt off. That, those two, and maybe it was because I heard the sound bites on the same night, mm-hmm. leading into this, the you know the Kings game. Maybe that's why. But it just this this feels off. See, and and what I got from it is Kawhi is one of those dudes you just let Kawhi do whatever, because because he he's a gamer. When it's winning time, when it's absolutely winning time, mm-hmm. he always gonna be ready to go. Will he come through all the time? I don't know, but he's always gonna be ready to go. So Kawhi could be like, no, we are gonna be fine. Okay. I'm off tomorrow, you know, but yeah, we're gonna be fine. I still because, ain't playing because be tomorrow, fine. because tomorrow in that case was not winning time. It was not winning time. <laughs> you know what I mean, it was, it was, we'd like to win, but last night in the fourth quarter when it was like, yo, we haven't won in five games. Well, wasn't it, was, it Sacramento though? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It wasn't winning time. Oh, it was like, uh, man, Kenny Caraway hates Sacramento. You heard it here. Kenny, Sacramento Kings games aren't winning time for Kenny Caraway. <laughs> well, they was going to lose anyway. That's what I'm saying. He knew what it was. It's a loss. It's a loss. We're going into Golden 1. So we ain't winning that's that game. a good, good, good way to save it there. <laughs> but you, you, you go into this Grizzlies game, and even, even during that game, Kawhi was quiet. Kawhi mm-hmm. wasn't doing a whole lot. Paul, mm-hmm. Paul George was cooking. Mm-hmm. It was up by 13. Mm-hmm. Everything – PG, you rock. Yeah. We're good. They rely heavily on Paul George. Yeah, you're good, PG. You cooking. Do what you do. Wait, what? We're down 13. We about to lose five games in a row or six games in a row, whatever it is. All right. All right. Here we go. Here we go, goddammit. We have like 20-something in the fourth. (laughs) He said, what? What? All right. 
I got it. I got it. Let me let me just, you know, people, Kawhi might have lost his stuff. He's not the same. Uh, no, let me get in transition, yeah. blow yeah. by uh, Tillman, and bang on somebody's head in the fourth quarter. Like, this – it's winning time. This is what time it is. That Kawhi might have lost the step stuff, bordering on Goofy. <laughs> and I was the one. I said he looked a little different. Ever since then, he was balling. So, I, to point being, I think Paul George needs to be reminded that it's time to lock in. Mm-hmm. I think he's that type of individual. Like you got, hey, Paul, come on, we got to lock in. And Paul, you're right. You're right, man. Let me let me lock in. Let me, Kawhi. Yeah, this is my fifth game. I'm off. Is it the playoffs yet? We in the playoffs, I don't, right? I don't know yeah. if Kawhi is going to take one off because I'm I'm looking. The Clippers don't play tonight, and it doesn't appear unless I'm missing. I don't think they play tomorrow. Mm. Who we root for is really boring tonight. It's it's Kings Pelicans. That's I mean there there are, there are games out there, but really it boils down uh, to the Kings Pelicans. Who he root for tomorrow? Mm. Well, that's a different story. Mm. I love who we root for. Grizzlies Lakers tomorrow. Uh, Philadelphia, and Minnesota. That's Lakers easy. are tied for tenth, the same record as Utah, or something like that. Well, if Sacramento uh, does what they need to do tonight, I think there's a three-way tie for the. There, well, there are three teams with the same record at mm-hmm. nine, ten, and eleven. Mm-hmm. So that and that's if that's Sacramento's got to take care of business tonight against New Orleans. Right now, right now the the Lakers. Well, maybe it's just because the Pelicans lost, but for whatever whatever tiebreaker it is, the Lakers are in eleventh right now. Okay. But you but you see, you see yeah. where the Pelicans are at. If the Pelicans lose, yeah, they'll all be thirty one and thirty four. Yeah. Right now, whatever the tiebreaker, I guess maybe they've lost the head to head to the Jazz. The Jazz are with the same record as the Lakers are in tenth. And the Lakers are in eleven. Utah, they lost last night, and they do not play tonight. They play tomorrow, but they don't play tonight. Like tonight, there's there's Boston, Cleveland. That's a that's a fun one just for basketball purposes. Uh, Portland's at Detroit. Uh, Toronto's at Denver. Hmm. That's, I mean, I mean, hey, go go dinosaurs, I guess. But I don't care if Denver loses or not. Like no. it, it, it doesn't mean anything. Doesn't matter to me. Yeah. Hey, real quick, did you mm-hmm. see Tyrese Halliburton last night? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I'm all for it. <laughs> did, did I'm you, all for it. Did you see what uh, the aftermath of that, like him hitting it and then who was guarding him? Oh, yeah, I saw all that. I saw the post-game interview, too. <laughs> the way, I didn't see the interview. I saw his Instagram. Oh. And he, and he like, after he Tyrese was talking, you could see Patrick Beverly walking by with that stupid look on his mm. face. Well, hey, shout out to Zero on that one. Oh, yeah. Shout out to yeah. Zero. I might go get a Tyrese Halliburton <laughs> jersey uh, after how silly he made Pat Bev look last night. <laughs> I didn't know he was talking about it. Oh, so, he no, talked it was, about it, it too. It was just on his, his IG. I didn't know he yeah, talked about he it. T- he talked about it, too, in the post game. <laughs> and not not at the, not at the, the table yeah. on the court. He talked about <laughs> it on the court. Uh, we'll come back. I, I don't want, you know, James Hamm, I, I, th- I think, is going to join us at some point. Um, but I do want to touch on a couple of, you know, Josh Jacobs, franchised by the Raiders, Derek Carr headed to New Orleans. Do want to touch on those two things. I don't want our basketball conversation to end before we get back to the to the Kings. Mm-hmm. Hey, Phoenix could be a major, major problem. You talk about a reminder, man, we'll come back. I'm team book. Well, we'll talk about that, too, because <laughs> I saw that exchange and I'll tell you where that exchange came from. <laughs> Uh, Wendy Lowe and Casey return here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. D'Lo and Casey. D'Lo and Casey continues on ESPN 1320. Hey, I just did a 13th round. Okay. And uh, I talked about... About Creed? I talk, well, it was inspired by Creed. Okay. I won't tell the whole movie because I don't think you got a chance to see it. That's just my guess. Did you? I didn't. No, yeah. I wasn't invited. Did you go? Yeah. Yeah, you're not the only person I'm close with who went. <laughs> I guess I just didn't get the invite. <laughs> you would have came all the way to Delta Shores to see Creed? I did want to see it. Like, yeah, I'm probably lying. I wouldn't have gone. Because, <laughs> uh, sure, time, if you had invited time me, we'll I would have gone. Yeah, next time, we'll invite you. I haven't even it seen Ryan yet. It was Cheryl Grove. It was the kids. It was Jasmine. I haven't, even, I haven't even met Ryan yet. That's just inexcusable. It really is. I need to be there on the day she's not screaming like that video <laughs> you showed me. Well, I, just, I, need, I don't know. Okay. I don't know if that don't day it, exists. Don't invite me over on one of those days. <laughs> yeah, I haven't even met Ryan yet. But uh, I, it was Creed-inspired because – the main event was at Dodger Stadium. And it just okay. reminded me that boxing can do that. Regardless, people, boxing dead, all this other stuff. Can I it? Name, can yeah, it really? Like, what fight can do that? Tank Ryan, they talk about a legion. I don't know if they're going to do it. They should do a legion right out the gate. But a trilogy for those two, I think they could do stadium status. Me and Jesse were just talking. Canelo Spence, Canelo versus Errol Spence at Jerry's World, you're talking 60,000. Now you don't like Canelo, right? Yeah, he's cool. He's cool. I don't. I, think, I don't. I don't have a problem with Canelo. It's it's the Canelo fans that I kind of don't like, but Canelo's cool. Didn't Canelo train Michael B. Jordan? He might have. I think he did. He or if have. he didn't train him, he was a consultant yeah. on on the on. Uh, he was a, in the a, movie. At least one of one of the. Yeah, he, he was a consultant he was in the on movie, one of those. So I'm sure he has something to do with it. Um, the other one I named. I did watch Creed too, since no one invited me out to the movies. I, I had uh, the last time I had seen it was when I went to see it in the movie. Yeah. So I I ran that one back yesterday. Yeah. Clearly games. the worst of the three, but it's still good. It's still good, it's but still good. one. I, I mean, one I, one I, the, I haven't seen three. I heard it was great. One is. One is. I mean, I was perfect. thinking about this yesterday. One is one of the best movies I've ever seen. Yeah. Forget Cre- Creed. Yeah, forget Rocky it's, series. It's forget incredible. sports. It's one yeah. of the great movies I've ever mm-hmm. seen. But I also said, Jesse, what you think about Canelo Benavidez can be stadium status? Yeah, you do that Jerry's World again. Or you can do it in L.A. You could do it at, at State Farm it's, in Arizona. Yeah. That would, be, that would be big time. But the whole point was, I don't think UFC can do that. UFC oh, cannot go into stadiums. I agree. I heard some guy who hadn't fought in three years won their title this week. <laughs> he did. The oh guy who they swore would never main event. I think he's main evented like four pay-per-views since Dana White said he'll never main event a pay-per-view <laughs> again. Because he kept getting thrown off for doing drugs, and he—that's a wild boy right there. Yeah, he's. But different. they don't have them stars, bro. They don't have them stars in the UFC. Uh, they got I, stars I, to UFC people, but to to James Ham, Connor's probably the only. Uh, you need a UFC Connor level you star. You need a Ronda level star. Mm-hmm. You need you need someone who casuals order pay per views. And John Jones that. ain't that. John Jones is probably the 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 the, the cold piece is John Jones is probably the greatest fighter ever. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's, he's, as a, he's flawless. Absolutely. Like he's you just, can't beat that dude. He's just a jackass. <laughs> like, <laughs> and he's probably dirty. But I don't know. That may very well be the entire sport uh, mm. at this point. Uh, James Ham is 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 putting his ears on. He's getting comfortable here with us to talk. You mentioned Arizona. Can we mention this before we uh, shift back to the Kings? Mm-hmm. 
So I think Kevin Durant on Phoenix might be a problem. Oh, my goodness. Ooh. Kevin Durant on Phoenix might be Ooh. an issue. Hey, look, man. We, we, you know, and rightfully so. Rightfully so. We deserve to do this. We've earned that right. But us here in Sacramento, we talking about, yo, Memphis, we coming for that two seed. Them boys in, in the Valley of the Sun might be coming for that two seed. <laughs> they, they, That's who might be coming for that two seed. Them they, boys is tough. They they very well. It's just a reminder. Kevin Durant's so great. And James, he's like just casual about it. Like he just <laughs> goes out there. and it, Like when, when Kevin Durant plays – like he's one of it's 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 KD it's Giannis it's Jokic and I think that that's it mm-hmm. I think that's it LeBron Le, Le, LeBron is different he's also at a different stage of his career but in terms of just dominance and like ease of the game it's Giannis and Jokic and KD and absolutely no one else would you put Luca on there Luca makes it look pretty easy man because because when I watch Luca I don't feel like. I do that like when I watch Kevin Durant, it's like, oh, oh, yes, that's not fair. <laughs> like it doesn't even look like these guys are in the same league. Mm-hmm. I don't feel that way with Luca. I feel like Luca's just really, really, really good. Mm. Um, LeBron, I used to think wasn't fair. You know, when he would be running, you know, ahead of steam and like you can't do anything, you just have to get out of the way. Mm-hmm. And he could still do that now. Mm-hmm. I used to get have that feeling about him, but like Katie's size and grace. It's just absurd. Mm. That's what I love about Katie. It it always feels like it's part of the flow of the game. Mm-hmm. Like there's so few things that are forced, and it never looks like he's going to miss. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't matter where he's shooting from. It never looks like he's going to miss, and he shoots above everybody. I mean, he's a, a freak of nature, but really it's the game as much as it is his body that is just crazy. So, yeah, I mean, he's fun. Uh, they're going to be tough, yeah. but – they still have a lot to figure out. It's early, you know. I don't know, no, man. They have to figure out. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> oh no. Uh, Ke- we'll Kevin, see. We'll Ke- see. Kevin Durant seemed to have figured out a lot quick. <laughs> and one thing I did forget in that acquisition, and just shame on me, just completely missed this, was the KD Monty connection. Mm. I completely did not place that when the deal was first done. Monty Williams, sorry, mm-hmm. the, the KD mm-hmm. and Monty Williams connection. I completely didn't connect that at first. Yeah, and Monty's been with Team USA forever, too. So there are a lot of players that Monty has been around. I mean, he's part of the pop tree. Um, he's a guy that, you know. But they were together at Oklahoma City, weren't they? Yeah, I think so. And I think they might have even been together when Monty had, like, the tragedy in his life. I mm. Yeah, I don't. I, I can't remember if Monty was in Oklahoma City when that happened, but I remember, I remember Kevin Durant talking about it mm-hmm. and him just being just devastated for Monty. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think he was openly just weeping for Monty. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I didn't. When the trade was done, you know, you immediately thinking Chris Paul, Devin Booker, uh, 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 Kevin Durant. It didn't connect. Oh, he knows Monty Williams really well. Yeah. Miss yeah, that. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know if I'm team 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 book, by In the that way. Situation, I'm team book. Yeah. That was the phoniest little scrum between <laughs> those two. They were going they might as well have kissed while they were there. They were just laughing. <laughs> I well, do appreciate Luca. I appreciate that was, that was all on Luca. Oh, Katie was uh, 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 the book was smiling too. Yeah, because he was like, get out of my face. <laughs> what are you talking I about? I appreciate I appreciate Luca's response though. <laughs> Next time start chirping with more than three seconds left. He, there's the thing, he wasn't even chirping. That's stop that's Luca. He, he's book. Stop what do you mean? Stop it. He was chirping at Luca. Stop it. Who was he talking? What did he say to Luca? He was talking about the uh, the offensive foul. He's looking at the referee. Yeah, he knew what he was doing. Don't do saying that. that's a charge. Don't do that. Never thought I'd see the day. Look at you, please. Repping for Devin Booker. Please. In that situation, I'm Team Book. Okay. I'm Team abs- Book. In I'm that abstaining. Situation. I'm abstaining. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> I ain't on a team. I'm a loner. I ain't on a team if it's down to those two. Well, that and, like, I don't know if you guys noticed, but that's his 15th technical for Luka. So one more and he's suspended for a game. Mm. That also happened. That also (laughs) uh, hit Memphis this weekend. They had a bet. Didn't they have an ACL tear or Achilles? Achilles. Brandon Clark. Yeah, Memphis had an awful weekend. They had an awful weekend. 
Yeah, and just so we do know, uh, Monty Williams was an assistant coach in February of 2016. Um, with OKC? With OKC, with Kevin Durant when mm. his wife was killed in a mm. head-on collision. Mm. Uh, yeah. So okay. so they do have a lot of yeah. a lot of history together. Um, and I know, like, Monty always had, like, a really family vibe. Like, that uh, even when, when the Kings went and traded for uh, Gravis Vasquez, I know Gravis Vasquez had a really tough, tough time transitioning to the league, and he ended up, like, spending, like, lots and lots of time, like, at their house, having barbecues, sleeping on their couch, uh, as far as the Williams family, like— Monty is a is a guy who who definitely is a family guy and uh, just so I, I would assume that Kevin Durant and him were are are very close were very close uh, so it's probably a good a really good fit for him. I'm sorry, I don't mean to harp on this. What year did he lose his wife again? Uh, February 2016. Okay, KD was in Golden State at that time, wasn't he? No, it's the last year he's in, in oh, okay. OKC. Mm, okay. Because I don't know, for some reason, I kept thinking the interview with Kevin Durant was like he wasn't with him. But, like, I, I don't know why I got stuck on that. Sorry. Yeah. Point being is Kevin Durant on the uh, Phoenix Suns, I think, is a problem. Uh, that team <laughs> is, 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 is very, very good. Uh, James, um, let's get a couple of qu- quick, quick football notes. Uh, Derek Carr signing for, uh, with, with the New Orleans Saints. Four good years. $100 million guaranteed. Good I for like him. that. Good I for like him. that. You called that. You said it was going to happen. Yeah, I didn't I think it would. Don't think it's it the last happen. one we see. You think Jimmy gets hundred million guaranteed? I do. I, do. I don't think he does. I do. I'll be. I'll be wrong again. I guess okay. if you bet against him. Okay. <laughs> uh, two. Speaking of quarterbacks, your collective quarterback, uh, Brock Purdy, scheduled for surgery again. <laughs> Yeah, Friday. Let's just get it done and hope that it don't reveal nothing more than what they thought. I'm, I just, I'm just hoping I'm get, wrong for everything get it, that I thought before. You're gonna get it done at some point here. <laughs> That's the crazy thing because they could get in there and be like, Nah, no, we gotta yeah. do, we gotta do Tommy John. I'm just yep. hoping I'm wrong, man. I, yep. just hope, yeah. I hope my vibes are off on that one. Get, get well soon, Brock. Even, even with it not being that though, it has pushed the timeline back like a month. Yeah. So we thought he'd be ready right for. The beginning of training camp. Well, now yeah. it's looking more like mid to late August. Yeah, two or three weeks uh, and, late. And yeah. and and Trey is fully healthy, right? Yeah. Or he's, like he had that one more surgery towards the end. He's on track to being ready for OTAs. I think I saw somewhere the 49ers um, visited with the UCLA quarterback at the combine. I actually like that guy. Yeah, uh, Thompson. Well, there's Listen, a man, lot of. I can't remember. I, I, I like it. He's like 26, but I like him. He's <laughs> <laughs> like the Chris Winkie of this generation. Yeah. There's Ready a to step in. There's a lot of rumblings that they're probably going to be pretty active in the quarterback market, be it through mm-hmm. the draft or or for some 49ers? other form. Yeah, just so. why I mean, Josh Johnson was spectacular. No. Oh, Jeez. just he saying. Did, he did have a, a touchdown pass in that game. Okay. He did. Okay. I think it's, Technically, that's 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 what happened. Uh, and franchise tenders are due, uh, I believe it's tomorrow. Uh, and Josh Jacobs got his. Uh, the Oakland Raiders said, uh, uh-uh. Uh, the Las Vegas Raiders said, uh-uh. You ain't going nowhere. So what's the uh, thing with the, the – uh, correct me here. Franchise type, you can only franchise one player? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It makes sense that the Raiders – if you're going to use it, it makes yeah, sense. Like, 100%. you don't have a quarterback. Usually that's yep. reserved for a quarterback. Mm-hmm. You don't have a quarterback you're using it on. You already signed Max Crosby. And I, I think I saw Jimmy G. I think I read something today. I saw, I saw something about Jimmy that G too. and the Raiders. Like yeah. they may, they. I, think oh. I read they might look at Mac Jones too. Wild cheese. Goodness. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. What are <laughs> Mac Jones and Jimmy Garoppolo doing in the same headline? Oh, quarterbacks the Raiders may look at if, if uh-huh. they can't land Aaron Rodgers. Wow. So um, I guess Aaron Rodgers again is holding the league hostage. Um, although that I don't I don't know that this is necessarily his fault, uh, but everyone seems to have hopes to land Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, um, the uh, the Cowboys uh, franchise Pollard too. Mm-hmm. That was crazy. I mean, because uh, that's like how much how much money are you going to spend on running backs? Well, it's it's all well ended Zeke. Right? I think they can cut Zeke uh, mm-hmm. in in two. Boy, that is a hell of a pay raise for Tony Pollard. Yeah. Tony Pollard yeah. was making nothing. Yeah, he just got rich. 
Yeah, he's coming he, off. Of, he's gonna be coming off a broken ankle too. Yeah. What so. is the? I don't know what the franchise is for running backs now. I have no idea. Because you got to be the top, top five. Three, top five. I think, I think it's the average of the top five. Yeah. Um, and I don't know what did each you, what each position. Did you guys is. see who's potentially on the trade market? No. Derrick Henry, potentially on the trade market. Oh yeah, but that's that's crazy talk. Like the statistics on when running backs have back to back like 400 carry seasons mm-hmm. and what they look like uh, like the year after or two years after, I mean, you're shot. And Derrick Henry, he might have another season, maybe two, but I'm not giving up a bunch for him just because of the, the just the pounding he's taken as a, as a pro running back. Mm-hmm. Oh, he took that. He, he did that in college too. Mm-hmm. Remember, remember yeah. He, so I think he had like 400 carries or something his when last did he, year. When did he have his knee injury? That was last year, I think. Where he was out for was it a torn ACL or mm. a torn I don't think he was out with a torn ACL last year? Yeah, I don't think but so. He, 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 he was out. He he, he, he missed something. games last year. Yeah, yeah, and it was I don't want to say it was miraculous, but it was like he did it early in the season, and they're like he's done. But then the Titans started playing well, and it's like, well, he might be able to come back, and he came back for like the divisional round or mm. something like that. Uh, Ten million, by the way, Ham. Is the or who I think James okay. asked ten ten million is the number for uh, running backs. Which think about that for a second. That is a stunningly low number. That's the average of the top five paid running backs in the league. Mm. Ten million dollars. They easy. have brutalized that position over the year. Now, the, <laughs> granted, they not 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 they they kind of had the right to with. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there there aren't very many guys who have lived up to running back contracts. Um, I don't know what leg Saquon's got to stand on to get a big to get a big money deal, but as Mr. Halliburton once said, I can guarantee you that might be over. <laughs> yeah, it might be over for running backs. Those those big contracts may not be out there for him. It's got to be the perfect. Storm, you might have to right? be able to throw a touchdown pass at this point. <laughs> like catching and running with him ain't enough. Right. You might have to be able to throw a couple. Well, it's got to be the perfect storm of. And Saquon might be there, though, of a guy that's young enough to not be damaged goods like a Derrick Henry um, that is a game changer the way Saquon is. The combination of the two might get him paid. But mm. rarely do we see, like, that combination meet up. Yeah, it was you know, Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, it's Le'Veon, right? Le'Le'Veon Bell could yeah. catch and run out of the backfield. Yeah, yeah. looking at Derrick Henry, he's uh, he's 29 just turned 29. Three of the last four seasons, he's led the NFL in carries. Mm. Uh, and that's the magic. You're, you're yeah. approaching the magic number. 378, right? yeah. 349. Yeah, 1,750 mm. carries over his career. Uh, he only played eight games last year. But, mm. yeah, he's he's going to – that's tough to give him big money. I'd well, still trade for him if I was a certain team, like depending on the – on the team, I'm trying to think. I don't know who off the top of my head. But. You could use them the way the Cowboys originally used Marion Barber, yeah. where they didn't even give the ball to Barber until the fourth quarter. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. They just used it to just break defensive down. Defensive yeah. down. If you could keep him fresh and get him 10 to 12 carries all in the fourth quarter and be done, yeah. maybe yeah. that worked. Yeah, the, the era of Kyle first Shanahan. round pick. Running backs, it's over. You know, you might have a guy get drafted in the first round, but like few and far between. We're looking at top ten and <laughs> number two, yeah, that's over. Those, those Saquon Barkley picks is yeah, that's man, a wrap. Man, you you said it. Like, I don't know if he fits the scheme or not. I don't, that's not that's not really what I look at. But if it if he did fit and the price was right, hell yeah, I'd love to have uh, yeah, absolutely Derrick Henry with the 49ers. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'd you know, be. Kyle would never even give him the ball that much. <laughs> no. He wouldn't have to. He, he wouldn't lead the league in carries. Like, that's not how Kyle would do this. Like, welcome to our latest running back by committee member. That's right. Uh, James, let's transition here uh, to the Sacramento Kings. Of course, they'll take on uh, the New Orleans Pelicans. I don't know. Did you get anything confirmed on uh, De'Aaron Fox? I know you tweeted that. Uh, he was a part of shoot around today, but what's that mean for tonight? He's part of shoot around, but I'm gonna like the Kings are gonna be super cautious here because mm-hmm. they're worried about a hamstring issue. Uh, it's a sore hamstring; it's not like some small tear or something or some pull. Uh, but like there are indicators that you're looking at here when when it comes to injuries, and you want to make sure that you're being super cautious. 
I wouldn't be totally shocked if we didn't see him tonight. I know he mm-hmm. wants to play. I know the team wants him to play, but like the medical staff is going to have a say in this. And so, um, like again, it was a good sign that he's out there. He's not limping, and you know he looked fine. But that doesn't mean that they're going to run him out there just to run him out there. You got a couple of days off here. You got two days off in a row. Mm-hmm. So we're looking at you know four days off in a row if he doesn't play tonight versus uh, you know jumping right back in against the Knicks on on Thursday uh, if he does play. So mm-hmm. uh, we'll have to wait and see. But I, I wouldn't be shocked if we hear around you know five thirty six that he's not going to play tonight. Yeah, yeah, I. I... I kind of feel the same way. Um, I want them to play, obviously. You know, it gives the team the best chance to win. But it's almost like the situation we talked about with the wrist with OKC, where, you know, late in this season, you know, a lot of miles on them. You're, you're maybe still in another few days of rest and recovery by having him sit because they have an extra day, like Damien talked about. Anything that's not um, – the one day in between feels like an, you know, <laughs> an extra day, a, a whole yeah. extra day. So you could have him potentially from Sunday to Thursday resting and recovering and trying to heal that hamstring instead of throwing him out there tonight where, you know, he might not be a hundred percent, but this is that time of year though, as well for some of these guys, everyone's beat up this time of year. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, we saw, him shaking his left wrist during the game. Mm-hmm. We saw Sabonis take a shot on his other hand, his left hand, in the last game. That looked like it hurt. He was shaking that thing for a while. Like, look, if you're not beat up and bruised, then it's because you haven't been playing. Mm. And the Kings have, most of their players have played the majority of the season. Like, mm-hmm. we're we're at that point where their top eight guys are, you know, almost every single game this season. You know, Herter might have missed, what, one game? Uh, Monk has missed like one or two games. Fox has missed, I think, four or five. Yeah, what was he sick? Like I, I remember Kevin, Kevin Herter was like sick one game, right? Yeah. He wasn't I, actually – I don't think he was injured. Was that no. the Toronto game? Yeah, I can't I remember. His TD played for you him. Might have, okay. You yeah. might be right, though. He might have been sick. I feel like he just sick. was sick in um, not Toronto. And in, I know in, with injured. Malik, Malik had had a stretch of games where it was it was getting ugly, and Mike gave him like a break. He said, like, the indicators are, he's like, Malik wants to play. I'm making the decision to not play him tonight. Yeah. And, like, we need him to, to heal up and to get right and to be ready. And I, I think it helps. You know, yeah. these guys do need breaks. And I know they're professional athletes, but this team is, they've practiced so much. Mm-hmm. Like, they really are in, like, top flight condition. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're going to have these things. And, and the training staff, like, that's one of the problems that you have is that they're, Every team collects all this data, but there is no true indicator and there is no true predictor about what it is, you know, if a player is going to have an injury or not. Mm -hmm. And so you can sit a guy and and he can maybe maybe that does impact him not getting hurt. But then you can sit a guy and then he can come back a couple of games later and still get hurt. Um, You can also have a guy play through it. And so there the collection of data it's just not an exact science yet. Mm-hmm. It's just, again, it's all predicted, predictive stuff. And there are times where you can see a player run out of juice uh, and, and you want to sit him. But then we see like what's happened with Herter where it looked like he ran out of juice. He didn't sit him. And next thing you know, he found himself again. So now he's at 20, 22 points a game over the last three or four. How many rebounds? Uh, that's been a problem. <laughs> Why are you bringing up old stuff? Why are you bringing up old stuff? You know what? We'll talk about, as James said, it'll be a problem. Uh, we'll talk about uh, Kevin Herter's rebounding. Also want to ask you about uh, Kessler Edwards. We saw our first extended look at him yeah. uh, over the weekend as well. So we're just getting started. we got lots of Kings conversation coming up here uh, with James Hamm when we return here on Sacramento Sports Leader. Steve with KC on ESPN 1320. Live on the Odyssey app, live on twitch.tv slash ESPN1320, youtube.com slash ESPN1320, wherever you are. Uh, we thank you so much uh, for being here with us as James Ham is here with us. The Sacramento Kings take on the New Orleans Pelicans tonight uh, at the Golden One Center. So let's dive into this and we'll start with Kevin Herter. I made a joke 
about, you mentioned Kevin Herter and his scoring and how well he's shooting. And I said, hey, James, how well is he rebounding? Um, <laughs> well, fact is, he's not rebounding, mm. uh, as the statistics show, at least for the last two games. And Mike clearly um, a little, again, agitated uh, by some players on his team not rebounding, as he pointed out in his postgame presser yesterday. You know, the funny thing is, they, I think they got out-rebounded by one one mm-hmm. rebound. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing. Uh, but they lost Also, Domas gets like 20 a night at this point. And that's what Kevin said today. <laughs> like, he was asked very specific about, like, him not getting enough rebounds. And he said, well, what am I supposed to do? Go steal uh, Sabonis' <laughs> rebounds? Like, that. that's not going to fly. You do the Giannis trick. Yeah. Oh, Giannis. <laughs> Did you see Giannis' triple-double yesterday? They took it away, by the way. Did they really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, he he was a rebound short of a triple-double, and I guess the bench was yelling at him. He stole the ball. He was under the basket, and he just threw it off the backboard and grabbed it, and the announcers were like, oh, does that count? I think he just got his triple-double. The bench was telling him to get a rebound. So Yeah, they took it away. They they counted it at like, first. How do you take it away? Well, it's a rebound. How do you take it away? Because it was a disingenuous attempt at a shot. I didn't even know that was a rule. <laughs> I don't know if it's a rule or not, but that's what they did today. They officially took, took the oh, rebound away. Oh, come on, man. Yeah, I mean, like, look, Kevin Herter Kevin is, Herter's got to have a disingenuous <laughs> well, shot attempt. Kevin Herter's never been a good rebounder throughout his career. I mean, he averages 3.3 rebounds per game. Mm. Like, having one or zero like he has in the last two games, that's not going to cut it. You have mm. to go mix it up. And, and I'd even say this, the— the reason they lost that game, very specific, they gave up three offensive rebounds that ended up being putbacks in the final, like, two minutes. Yeah. I mean, that's where it was. You got the stops. You just couldn't get the rebound and finish the play, and it was guys not putting a body on people. Mm. And that's unacceptable. And that's where Mike is, like, he doesn't want to point fingers, but he's he needs to point fingers. Mm-hmm. And, and see that, Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, James. go ahead. I was just going to say, and, and pointing fingers in that situation, if you're going to do it, um, I probably I need more than seven combined rebounds from from Keegan and Harrison. Mm-hmm. Those are your. Yeah. I know Keegan only played twenty minutes. He didn't really get an opportunity. He was invisible. But, I mean, eight. Yeah, they seven rebounds total. Trey Lyles had eight by himself off the bench. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, Trey Lyles is one of those guys that sits there on the bench and is fully engaged in the game and looking and going, how can I impact this specific game. And then he goes in and he does whatever it is he needs to do to help the team. And that's a a sign of a really good veteran, but also a really smart player. And certain nights, like he he feels that they need more scoring. So he goes out and he scores a bunch. Mm -hmm. Or they need more three-point shooting. So he focuses on that. Or they need someone to go crash. And that, for me, like having veterans like that, that have that ability is huge. Um, And they do take rebounds away from... You know, when a guy like that has eight rebounds and then Sabonis has, what, 14 rebounds in that game, like there isn't a whole lot more rebounds, especially when you play defense so poorly that the opposition shoots 61% from the field. There's not a lot of defensive rebounds when they shoot 61% from the field. We talk about the the way that they played defensively, James, and that's obviously a big conversation coming out of that Memphis game, given it was only their second loss when scoring 130 plus points I think the record now uh, 15 and two uh, when they score 130 plus the other loss being of course the Los Angeles Lakers but it felt like there were moments last night James where the Kings did play really good defense for about 20 seconds or 21 seconds and then something happened somebody missed something and Mike Conley's wide open in the corner or somebody else is wide open in the corner and I don't have this confirmed but I think they shot perfect uh, in situations like that uh, from time winding down on the shot clock to just standing alone in the corner. I think they were like 10 of 10. Will Z probably says that's a lie, <laughs> but I'm saying it's true because it felt like every time I thought this Kings team had a good defensive possession, someone hit a three in the corner. Yeah, or they gave up the offensive rebound and the putback. I mean, And I think there's one time they did both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they gave up the offensive rebound and it yeah, turned the scatter into a three. three. Yeah, the yeah. scatter three. Yeah, the Kings, especially early in the season, they were notorious for the scatter three. Like whenever the you know everything goes wrong, they get an offensive rebound, they kick out three, mm. uh, and, and there was a bunch of them. Like this team, 
they're really trying to protect the paint, and so they're giving up a ton of three-point shots. Um, it, it's not exactly a perfect si- situation, but again, it goes back to trying to to save Sabonis from getting in foul trouble, in my opinion. Uh, like for this team, when you start to see them running out of, uh, run out of gas, the indicator is very clear. Mm. It's Sabonis' fouls. Mm. Like as soon as you start seeing his fouls start to tick up, mm. that means that too many blow-bys are happening and he's trying to help out and he keeps picking up fouls. And so it's the first indicator. The second indicator is like, again, the three-point shot. Like this team is trying to shrink in, protect Sabonis, and they're giving up threes because of it. And, you know, they've got to get better. Uh, I also, like Kessler Edwards steps on the floor and at the point that he went in the game and there was four minutes left in the third quarter, uh, Ant-Man had had 22 points. Uh, He finished with 26. And I thought he was incredible. I thought he stayed in front of his man. I thought he was able to take, uh, Mike Brown talked about it, he's able to take a hit and stay square where a lot of guys like him aren't strong enough to take a hit from somebody. And so the way to neutralize someone's length like that is to get into their body and sort of knock them down, keep them on the ground, Mm -hmm. and then play back, you know. And I don't think Kessler is a guy you can do that with. And I thought he was super, super impressive. And it also showed you, we always talk about, oh, well, one player isn't going to fix this thing. Uh, One player can impact this thing greatly on the defensive end. And he hit a three. He missed a layup. Um, like, I'm not so worried about the offensive side. I just thought he was he was competent. He went and got rebounds. You know, he had, what, two or three, well, three or four rebounds in that game. Mm-hmm. And I thought they were impactful rebounds. He didn't know what to do once he got the ball. <laughs> like, everyone else just takes off running with the ball once they get the rebound. He was kind of like, uh, where's my guard? <laughs> so you could see where he was a little out of sorts, but... I think it it really shows you like the Kings are going to get a look at the player archetype that they need for that position. That is a type of guy they need. Now you need two or three of them. Number one, uh, number two, you need somebody who's like more proven than Kessler Edwards to play that position. How are you going to get two or three of them, James? Like how? Like you get we keep two or one three of them. Who who's not playing? Who's off this team? Well, it doesn't matter if they're off the team or it, it's going to come down to who's not playing. So we opened the season. Casey Akpala, Chima Moneki mm-hmm. is that kind of guy. Um, and then you have to look like this off season. Alex Len, Terrence Davis, Trey Lyles, Chemezi Metu. But they're already not playing. Well, like, yeah, you but get those two are or three all of them. Now you're talking like Kevin Herter, Malik Monk, Davion Mitchell aren't playing no more. No, 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 no. Those guys are going to play. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, you're going to get two or three of these guys. So when you do have injuries or when guys aren't playing well, they can step on the court. I got you. Even if it's in practice, like somebody has to play. And that's where I kind of look at Sasha and go, okay, look, it's fine if if you bring in Sasha for next year and you've got these three forwards that are all kind of the same body type, Mm -hmm. that's a problem. You don't have the athleticism and you don't have the length that you need at that position. So that's where you're like, okay, how am I going to fit another guy in? Or how am I going to fit two of these guys in? Yeah. The Kings need to f- figure out a way. I remember uh, the f- the first year of Dave Yeager um, when they tried to build a playoff team and then it, it did not go well and they ended up blowing the whole thing up midseason. Mm-hmm. But they walked into that season with uh, Matt Barnes, Omri Caspi, and Rudy Gay all at 6'7", 6'8", 6'9". They could play the three and the four. Mm-hmm. By the end of the season, they had nobody. By the the next season, they didn't have a single player. As, like Bogdanovich at six foot six, they didn't have a single player between that and like center size, hmm. and it was a huge problem. So this team needs to find those athletic, long guys. Like Toronto has like fourteen of them. Hmm. Kings, they don't even really have one until now where they have Kessler Edwards. Even like PJ Dozier is one of those guys that gives you like great length uh, sort of height to wingspan differential mm-hmm. that you can put on the perimeter and have them defend somebody. Real quick, because mm-hmm. um, I agree with everything you talked about with the way Kessler played on Saturday. Loved it. Now the next question hmm. that we were trying to figure out is, mm-hmm. will we see that again? Yeah. <laughs> we might not. Because a lot of times, you know, we see like Casey has a good outing and then he don't. we don't see him for like two, three weeks. Do you think, and I know we don't know anything, but – do you think maybe this is 
the beginning of Kessler getting more of an opportunity, or is it more the Kessler a, Edwards era has begun? <laughs> is it more likely a one-off? In all honesty, it very well could be a one-off because mm-hmm. Mike Brown was very honest about he did not go into the game with that as a game plan. That was not the game plan was not to go Kessler Edwards. Mm-hmm. It, they even tried PJ Dozier first, and that didn't work out. And they're like, "Well, might as well give this other kid a shot. Go ahead and run out there and go do what we're asking you to do." Mm-hmm. And so if it were something where they designed it, uh, like, you know, they have in the past where it's like, hey, Shemezi Metu's going to get a five-game run at, at the backup center spot. And we'll, and if he does well, we'll leave him out there. If he doesn't do well, maybe we'll end it at three and a half games, but we're at least going to give it a shot. Mm-hmm. That's not what this was. This was a uh, nothing is going right. We look horrible. We can't defend anybody. Let's throw some things at the wall and see if they stick. And Kessler said it too. He goes, I, I didn't expect to play. He's like, I didn't know if I was going to play or not. And he's like, I got to stay ready in case I do. But like the game plan, I wasn't part of the, the game plan for the, for the night. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 